Welcome back to the NRV Business Spotlight on the WRAD Talk Network. Once again, New River Radio and Digital General Manager, Paul Johnson. Welcome back to Business Spotlight. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you having the radio on WRAD and the WRAD Talk Network this morning. My next guest on Business Spotlight is Michael Abraham. He's the General Manager and Director of Golf at the Pete Dye River Course in Fairlawn. Michael, welcome. Good to have you here. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, it's uh, we, we had remarked, and, and again, we, we do record this program, and on the day we're recording, it happens to be a beautiful day for golf, doesn't it? It really is. It's uh, by far and away the best day of the year. Uh, right, you know, and uh, it's just an explosion on the tee sheet right now. We've got over 100 players coming out today, and uh, before I came over here, I had a golf lesson, and on my way back to the course this afternoon, got another lesson. So I think everyone's getting the golf bug. Uh, I've been cooped up for the last 10 days with all that snow on the ground. Right, and I, I, I think a lot of people, and I asked you this the first time I met, is the course open year round? And the bottom line is sorta. It is, yeah. As as long as there's no snow on the ground, we'll be ready to rock and roll. Right. Uh, obviously, it's re- really wet with the snow melting and the rain that we've got to, which thankfully helped wash some of that away. Uh, so we're carts on path and right. probably be that way for a couple of days. Yep. But, uh, yep. you know, we're definitely going to enjoy it while we've got it. Yeah. Well, let's talk about you. Uh, first of all, your background. I know you played college golf. Where are you from originally and, and kind of your career path? Sure. So I'm from uh, Baltimore, Maryland, originally, a okay. uh, town called Bel Air, a little northeast of that. And the, the funny thing is I always kind of imagined myself being back outside of a big city, you know, wherever I kind of set roots down. And right. uh, here I am in, you know, Blacksburg, Roanoke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, three hours from the nearest city. But uh, but it's been great. I, I moved up here about uh, 12 years ago. Okay. Uh, but uh, I started playing golf when I was 10. And this was kind of right as Tiger Woods was coming out. Sure. I was playing, I think, just before he really hit the scene in, you know, in 96. But it gave um, you somebody to go, yes, I want to be like, like that's that my guy. guy. Yeah. Right. And it's funny because my, my dad was a golfer and he's what got me started into it. And uh, he's an old school. Uh, he was an Arnold Palmer fan over Nicholas. You know, he was one of Arnie's army. Right. You know, versus, you know, Did he like Bear. Tiger Woods? Did he like that new generation? No. Of- <laughs> <laughs> no, he did not. You know? Yeah. Uh, I think he... He appreciated what he brought to the game, but he was kind of like stuck in his roots of like, these are my guys. Right. You know, and understandably know that, you know, I've got my guy. And uh, I think he was just happy that I took such an interest to it. Uh, but I played all sorts of sports growing up and then uh, played you know, travel soccer. And he got me into golf. And the, I remember the very first time that I swung a club, went to the driving range. I was just watching him. Mm-hmm. And he's hitting balls, hitting balls. And then he's like, you want to try? And I said, sure. You know, I play baseball. I, you know. How hard can it be? Right. You know, this ball Swings can, a swing. Yeah, a ball is getting thrown at me, yeah. and I can hit it. Right? You know, this ball is sitting still. <laughs> yes, I feel that's crush exactly it. right. So like five swings and misses later, yeah. I finally looked back at him, and I started laughing. He said, it's hard, isn't it? I said, yeah. He said, you want to quit? I said, no. Mm-hmm. And so the next one, I did one of those where I, I swung out of my shoes. I hit the very top of the ball where it pops straight up in front of you on the mat and dribbles like three feet. You know, in front. Right. And my dad started laughing hysterically, but I was hooked, you know, because I, I was and still am very competitive. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, this little ball is not going to, you know, have the best of me. Of course. You know, it's not going to bear me. Better man than you have said that <laughs> over the course of time, you know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, so I would go with him to the driving range and he always made, you know, his big comment was like, you know, you're not going to go on the golf course until you can consistently hit the ball and move the ball. Right. And uh, so I said, okay. And so in the summertime, for the next two years, he would take me about a mile from the house. We had a baseball field. And so I had a shag bag of 50 balls. And that first summer, I took my seven iron with me. 
So I'd go right in front of home plate and you know, right in the infield there on the grass and just pound balls in the center field. Right. And I'd go pick up 50 balls, collect them all, mm-hmm. hit them back towards the backstop and did that a couple times. So probably like 200 balls every morning. Right. And then I'd walk back home. And the next summer, you know, doing that, my dad drops me off again the first day, have that same seven iron and just nuke it into the woods, you know, center field deep. And I'm like, oh, like I've gotten bigger. Saw your progress. Better, uh, you know, saw the progress. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, I walked home a mile, grabbed like the pitching wedge and walked back and, you know, still did it. So, um, so I was hooked. Right. And, uh, you know, I played in, played in high school, um, you know, had a great time there. Uh, and then one of my good friends that was on the high school team, his parents told me about Coastal Carolina University, and they had a PGM program, professional golf management. Right. And so we went down and checked it out. And the campus was great. And, you know, the program, I'm like, well, I really enjoy golf. And they had the, you know, the wall college of business. So, I'm, I, you know, business interests me, you know, yep. numbers and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So it seemed like a perfect match. And uh, so I, I went there and um, it was fantastic. You know, a lot of great experiences. I, I went back to... We had to do internships every summer. So I went back to Maryland Golf and Country Club. Uh, second summer, I went to Connecticut, to uh, the Connecticut Golf Club. TPC Sawgrass, that was my third internship. And then since I was at the beach, uh, I went to the Members Club at Grand Dunes for my fourth and final one. Okay. And then just kind of stayed on So at there. the time, were you thinking tour golfer? Or were, did you kind of know, no, I'm going to get into, you know, club or golf course management? So I think my aspirations were definitely, you know, pro golfer. Yeah. You know, I'm going to do this for four years. I'm going to take a year off and get somebody to, you know, back me, you know, financially and right. just see what I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a guy named Dustin Johnson that was on the Coastal Golf Team oh. uh, the same time I was there. Okay. And uh, <laughs> another guy named Zach Bird. Uh, and Zach is now the head women's coach at Purdue. Oh, wow. Uh, a couple of years ago, he was one of the assistant coaches when the women's team at, Miss, at Ole Miss won the national title. Wow. And he, uh, obviously, we all know, you know, Dustin's accolades. And, sure. Uh, but, you know, Zach, he played on, like, South African mini tour, European mini tours, uh, qualified for, like, two or three U.S. Opens. So their team was really stacked. Right. And uh, so I was very fortunate to play a round of golf with Dustin my freshman year. So he's, like, two or three years older than me. So he was either a junior or senior. Okay. Um, and played with Zach. And there's just such a different sound coming off that ball. Yeah. You know, off the, off the club face. And I mean, I, I thought I'd like nailed one one time and, you know, walked up to the ball and, you know, it was like 20 yards of everybody else. And so I'm like, well, that's definitely me. Right. So I walk up to it and I kind of give it the old, you know, look down and it's not my golf Doesn't ball. Doesn't have your mark on I it. I said, Dustin, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, I kind of missed that a little bit. I said, yeah, I bet you did. Right. You know, so it was a very humbling experience. And I think I knew at that moment, like I didn't have... <clears throat> And have what it took right. you know, to get to that level. Sure, sure. Uh, that if I was going to stay in golf, it was going to be with my brain, you know, mm-hmm. and my passion, you know, for the game and the business and, and uh, helping others enjoy the game and learn learn about it and get better on their own, right? Right. So, so from graduation to college to now, always worked in the golf industry? Yes. Then? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I left... Um, so I had a couple jobs at the beach. I was at the members club, uh, and then I tough left. life. Yeah, I know. Michael. I know. I don't know why I ever left. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. I, I kind of felt like you know what? There, there's more to life than just the beach, and there's other opportunities. You know, maybe I should explore. You know, maybe get right. closer to that bigger city. Um, but in 2012, uh, the job at Hidden Valley Country Club uh, in Salem uh, okay. opened up, mm-hmm. and so I, you know, I knew I wanted to get further north, get closer to my parents, and. Um, I'm a, I uh, hope nobody holds this against me, but I'm a Duke 
basketball fan. Okay. So I was a J.J. Redick fan, uh, still am. Uh, one of my first experiences in Roanoke, J.J. used to have his annual uh, fundraiser at uh, Ballyhack and then at the Patrick Henry Hotel in downtown Roanoke. Right. And uh, so I had a jersey, and uh, the GM at uh, Ballyhack at the time he knew I was a fan, and so he got assigned for me. Very nice. So it's it's a cool little memento from that. But <laughs> but from JJ, I knew you know of Roanoke, you right? Know, because that's where you know he's from. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. So so that's how I wound up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was there for about eight years, and then COVID hit, and I have uh, they're five years old now, the five year old twins, a uh, boy and a girl. Okay. And uh, so when COVID hit, uh, they were a year and a half years old, and decided to kind of stay home. Mm-hmm. You know, become uh, you know stay at home dad for about right. three years, right? And um, you know, and then the river course and John McConnell kind of pulled me out of early retirement, which I'm I'm grateful for. You know, sure, absolutely. <laughs> There's Michael Abraham. He's the GM and director of golf at the Pete Dye River Course. Uh, people have an impression. I always had this impression of a club pro is you must play golf all the time. You don't, do you? I don't, no. <laughs> Too much going on. You know, especially, um, I always used to think this as, you know, my role as just the, as the head professional when I was at, you know, Pine Lakes or, you know, Hidden Valley that, you know, if I am out on the golf course, you know, I'm I'm seeing the same three people for four hours, right? right. Where if I'm behind the counter in the shop or on the tee, I can see everybody, you mm-hmm. know? And to me, you know, the customer service side is, you know, the most important thing compared right. to me going out there and, you know, hacking it around. Um, but I, I realized through the years, like, you know, the, the experience that that member gets with playing with a PGA professional, uh, you know, is, is, is enormous, you know, right. and they, and they look forward to it and they love it. And, you know, most of them are kind and understanding, you know, that they understand, understand, see firsthand that I don't play all the time, right. you know, so, uh, you know, the, the joke within the, the PGA pros is, you know, pro par is, you know, 79, right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, if we get to that number, uh, you know, that we, we save face, you know, we didn't fully embarrass ourselves. Right. But, uh, um, but you know, it's it's such a great golf course up there at the River Course, I and mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to be there and not play. Right. Um, I mean, so I started there June of last year, and probably played maybe seven or eight rounds. Right. You know, in, so in maybe once frame. a month. Yeah. Which yeah. for me, to be honest, compared to years past, is was very good. Wow. Um, and you know, this year's, uh, you know, every, you know, I hate to say the New Year's resolution because those are made to be broken. Right. But you know, I, I sit there and I'm like, you know, this year's gonna be different. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's you know, a New Year's revolu- re- resolution for the average person to say, I'm gonna play more golf this year. That's not much of a sacrifice. That's you right. know, <laughs> it that's really right. isn't. <laughs> well, uh, I know who Pete Dye is. You know who Pete Dye is. But for a lot of people around here, it's just the name of the golf course. Who is Pete Dye? Right. Well, uh, Pete Dye, he's, he, he, if he hasn't already, in my opinion, he's gone down as one of the greatest course architects you know, out there. Right. Um, you know, he has designed you know, 100 golf courses. Um, you know, a lot of big names, TPC Sawgrass you know, is, is another big one of his. Uh, obviously, got the River Course. Uh, they just played... Uh, PGA Tour events uh, where the amateur won last week uh, is another Pete Dye design. Right. So, uh, and to me, when I was at TPC Sawgrass, they have another 18 holes there called uh, Dye's Valley. And I think it's better than the stadium course. Oh, wow. You know, but the stadium course gets all the hoopla, right, with the island green. Sure, sure, and sure. The, and the players and the you know, tournament, you know, being there. But a lot of folks while I was there, when they would play the stadium course on one day and come back for the, you know, Dyes Valley the next, they'd be like, this course was special. Right. You know? um, he just, he's known for these kind of, 
built up greens, right? Uh, and these runoffs, uh, and he's, it's very um, challenging around the greens. You know, there's not a whole lot of areas on his courses where you can run one up the gut. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, the way he, when he came in, you know, to the river course, I think 2004, 2005, and did the renovations there, uh, he just put a, such a unique twist on it. Right. Uh, rerouted some fairways. Uh, I think he flipped the nines. Um, he took out all the golf, all the trees on the entire golf course. There's a couple um, on the back nine. Off. It almost looks like a Lynx course. It is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's a couple along the river, and we've got, and he made a full use out of, you know, we have like 2.1 miles of coastline along right. that river. Yep. Um, yeah. So there's not like a wasted space. You know, it, if you're playing the holes that run along the river, it's you know it's there. <laughs> right. Well, you mentioned uh, number 17 at TCP Sawgrass, probably the most one of the most recognizable single golf holes in the world, mm-hmm. that island green. Always love that event. Watching the guys. You have a story about that. I, I'm going to embarrass I, you. I do. I Tell do. me the story. <laughs> so um, I it was about two weeks after the tournament. My first day working there was the first day of the players that year when it was still in May. Right. And, uh, they had just opened up the brand new clubhouse. Uh, Mickelson wound up winning that year. And, uh, so about two weeks later, the grandstands were still up. And so my buddies, uh, other interns from other PGM schools, uh, I was opening up the golf shop and they said, why don't you come out and play with us afterwards? I said, I said, I'm tired. You know, I've got some like PGA work I wanted to do. Uh, you know, it's like a factory there. I mean, so many people and so many, um, you know, things to do and stay on top of. So I was, I'm pretty tired. I'm just going home. And they said, Mike, how many times are you going to play the stadium right. course? Right. Yep. And I said, all right, that's a good point. So I'm like, I'll play the, <laughs> I'll play the front. So, you know, go out and we always played from where the pros played it from, mm-hmm. you know, so stretch it out. And I think I shot like a, you know, 40 on the okay. front. And I'm like, was tickled with that. I'm sure. like, Hey, yeah. like, this is so really I was gonna good. Say. Yep. And they said, now nah, you got to play the back nine. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right. So I get out there and you know play the back nine and we get to 16 and you can't help it as you're walking down 16 to look over to the right and right. look at the tree and look at the green and see all the water and especially with all the grandstands still up it was just so right. you know, amazing mm-hmm. and so I think I was just so caught up in the moment that I had like 120 yards wedge shot and I bladed it and it was like just gone right I, because there's water that runs behind that green and right. I'm like oh man so I get up there and sure my ball was in a sprinkler head. Oh, okay. So I said, okay. So yeah. I took a drop. Got relief. I got relief, and I chipped it in for birdie. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, yeah. cool, awesome. So we go to the next hole, and, you know, we're just playing ready golf. So, my, you know, buddy goes up, you know, he hits first, and he puts one in the water. Next guy goes up, and he hits the green, but the pin was front left, and he hit it, like, back right. Next guy gets up and sticks it to, like, 10 feet. We're all high-fiving him. Oh, sure. Hey, man, that would a great shot. Absolutely. So I get up there and hit, and uh, I hit my shot, and I literally just got – barely through impact. And I just knew it felt so good. I said out loud, I said, man, I hit that good. And so I threw it over the bunker and it hits halfway up the slope and it starts coming back down. And I picked up my tee, started walking to the cart and they said, Mike, it's getting closer. I said, nah, you know what, you know, whatever. And then also I stop and I watch and it's going and going and then just pink disappeared. And uh, we just lost it. And there's like a maintenance guy that was watching from up top on the hill. Right. And he said, where are you going out for drinks later? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Here's this like 21-year-old intern that has not a penny to his name. Right. I'm like, I'm not telling you. (laughs) So we run to the carts. We we run, you know, drive up there, run on the greens. You know, I like push everyone back. I look over and there's a Titleist one sitting in the bottom of the cup. Wow. And so I ran like a a lap around the green on the fringe. And they're like, jump in the water, jump in the water. I said, no. I said, there's alligators in that water. Yeah. 
then uh, so get the ball out. You know, they let me tee off first on the next hole, and I put the same ball on the on the tee, and they say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is that your whole one ball? I said, oh, yeah. And they're like, you miss left, and there's water all the way down the left-hand That's side. That's right. I said, good yep. point. So I put in the bag and put a new ball up on there and wound up making par. So I finished birdie, eagle, par on wow. 16, 17, 18 to shoot 79. Holy cow. And that was my best. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> true. That's, it's a great story. And I can't imagine every year since then when you watch that oh, tournament yeah. that whoever's watching with you is, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they, they, and they're like, I know, Mike, I know. <laughs> you know, and, and if I ever have like, had like a member or somebody go down there to visit, I'll always say like, well, yeah, walk down the other hallway and uh, look at the whole one and look at like May 27th of, you know, 2007. You know, see what so do they up. post all of those mm-hmm. hole in ones, yeah, they've got plaques. And, ah, you know, the whole very nice. So, so I'm I'm forever there. You know, I, I can, that, that's probably the one thing in golf I can say that Tiger Woods has never done. Hey, you know? how about that? <laughs> this is Michael Abraham. He's the GM and director of golf at the Pete Dye River Course. We're talking about the course itself. Uh, it's open to the public. It's a public course, right? But you do have memberships available. It is. Yep. Yeah. We um, semi-private, so we offer memberships. Uh, we have uh, a couple different categories: young professional, non-resident. So if you live outside the four immediate counties. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of a lower price point, and then obviously anybody that's resident uh, within those counties. Uh, if you're a faculty staff at Virginia Tech, we've got special offers. Students at Virginia Tech have a special offer. Uh, to join for a semester and annual programs. So, nice. Um, so it's really great. Um, you know, young professional, if you're under the age of 40, you know, again, price break uh, on memberships there. And, and one thing I'm really excited about this year is that, you know, we've, uh, outside of my tenure at uh, um, Pine Lakes, mm-hmm. right, which is semi-private down in uh, Myrtle Beach, and then a little bit of time as an intern at TPC Sawgrass, most of my career has been in the private, you know, facilities. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so like one where thing a guy I, like me can't just walk on and play around, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But what I feel like I do very well is you know tournament and tournament programs and doing fun things for the membership. And mm-hmm. I think that was uh, something that was missing with the golf program at the River Course was that there wasn't a whole lot of extra incentive. Okay, like why should I, why should I join? Right. You know, you've got your member, member, your member guest, your club championship. But what what else is there? Yeah. You know, now we've encompassed like a full blown program. You know, we have, uh, we've had the simulator league going on this winter, um, which we've got about 40 guys nice. in the simulator league. Right. So, it, you know, so it's great. You know, so I, I treat it like, almost like a bowling league. You have your, your dues up front. And then mm-hmm. each week there's a little bit of, uh, you know, weekly due that gets paid right back out in terms of like shop credit or gift cards you right. know, based on how you do. And it's really cool. Cause we'll play like Pebble beach or St. Andrews, um, rural Burkdale, we have the, the die courses loaded up there as well. So each week we play different nine holes. And so that's been fun. And honestly, it's the most I've swung a club in the off season, uh-huh. you know, so I'm gearing up for those more rounds. Right, right, right. right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, we, we have a full golf calendar, um, obviously those majors, but doing a lot of other little pocket tournaments, daily events, things that involve little drafts or raffles to, you know, pay, put your pairings together. Mm-hmm. So uh, men's league on Thursday night, couples league on Friday nights coming up. Um, so a lot of things with the golf calendar. So turning into this year, uh, you know, we were shoot, you know, we were at about 90 members and hoping to, my goal is to get 25. Okay. And we've already picked up three this month while there's been snow on the ground. Very so nice. Wow. I think it's been it's been great to kind of the the work that the the golf operation has been putting in, you know, last summer, last fall, you know, word of mouth has gotten around that hey, things are a little bit different. Um so despite the fact that we can't play, right, <laughs> you know, people still have the bug enough to oh, of course. Yeah, to join us. Absolutely. But, uh, but then on the flip side, yes, you know, we are open to the public. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, obviously majority of our, you know, rounds and, you know, revenues come from public play. Right. Um, and, you know, we, we do get a chance to entertain a lot of like off digest Raiders and, um, you know, other USJ Raiders that travel the country and, and have played, you know, our course. And, right. Uh, we were very fortunate last year. We were ranked as the number six collegiate campus course in wow. America by Golf mm-hmm. Digest. Uh, and that is a full credit to our superintendent, Greg Caldwell, and his staff. Um, you know, people come in and say, man, course is great. Fair was great. You're doing a great job. I'm like, I, I don't do anything, you know, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. you know, like Greg and his guys, you yeah. know, they're, they're ones making all the magic happen, right. you know, and the greens of, you know, in great shape and fairways and everything's edged and perfect. And, uh, it's just a very special experience. It is. And, uh, um, yep. You know, to be able to play there for me regularly, uh, but even for someone that's passing through or you have uh, Virginia Tech alumni or boosters coming through for game days, parents visiting students that come in on weekends. And, you know, a lot of them will just come in, just walk around and, you know, between the merchandise in the shop or the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they'll just in the view, um, you know, off the back balcony overlooking right. the river and the, yep. the back nine. It's it's incredible. Well, that was one thing that I was absolutely going to bring up is, you know, for somebody who's, I don't play golf, I never will play golf, uh, you can still take part in a lot of the beauty of where this golf course is through Preston's and some of the other conference facilities you have there as well. Yep. We have, um, we just hired a, a new chef in September. I okay. tell the yeah, she's news, uh, Anastasia Kramer. Um, she's phenomenal. Um, she's very creative and you know, puts a good twist on the, a, a very basic dish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, her and her staff have really gotten the kitchen, you know, up to speed and uh, doing a lot of really neat things. Uh, last night, we just had a wine dinner. Uh, we started a wine club earlier this month. Uh, and Is that like a monthly dinner? Uh, uh, so we're doing like monthly tastings and quarterly okay. dinners. Mm-hmm. Uh, this month was sponsored by Chateau Morissette. Okay. And uh, yep. so they did the tasting on last Saturday and then the dinner um, last night. Uh, February, we'll do a tasting, and it, that's going to be with uh, Well Hung Vineyard. Right. Um, so we're trying to kind of get some local, you know, Absolutely. wineries yeah. to support you yeah. know, the community. But then also we'll we'll have some, you know, international wines or California wines. Um, so just for dinner, uh, reservations required, or is, uh, can we just walk in? You just walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right now, you can just walk in. Uh, Friday nights, when we weather starts turning, we'll, we do live music every Friday night out on the terrace. And, you know, that one we would definitely recommend reservations because right. we could get 80 to 90 people, on, you know, on an evening for when we do have the live music. But sure. um, all sorts of other fun events. Obviously, you know, we have a lunch menu, dinner menu. Um, you know, our hours are scaled back a little bit just because of the winter. Um, like right now, we're Wednesday through Sunday, uh, Monday, Tuesday close. But once the season kind of opens back up, we'll get back right. on Tuesdays. But, um, yeah, it's it's a great menu. And with the uh, Super Bowl coming up, you know, we're going to have a watch party nice. for that. Um you know, do some fun and games, you know, giveaways during the game. We, we had a nice little hokey watch party during the bowl game. Right. And it was nice to see them, you know, pull out a nice victory to end the season. Of course. And uh, so we had a good crowd for that. And right. we just redid uh, in our banquet room. You know, we can hold um, 100 people comfortably. 120 kind of pushes it inside. Okay. Obviously, with the great uh, balcony that we have, we can get tables and chairs out there, but uh, you don't want to rely on Mother Nature because sure. she's going to, you know, rain on your parade. Right, right. <laughs> so. But from a business standpoint for conferences, small gatherings, small groups, oh, yeah. seminars, you've got facilities for that. Oh, yeah. And we just uh, we just spent about $20,000 last fall on new audio video equipment. Uh, so projector, screens, you know, Bluetooth capabilities, uh, Apple TV, the whole nine yards. So if you're coming in to do a, a breakfast presentation, a breakfast brunch or conference, you know, we're fully equipped to – 
not just host that, you know, but then also cater to it as well. If you want to, you know, have food for breakfast or lunch or dinner. Right. Um, you know, we've done murder mystery dinners there, uh, trivia nights, paint nights. Uh, we just had an 85th birthday uh, celebration. Uh, you know, so there's tons of different things, baby sure. showers, bridal showers, you know, plenty of space. And you don't have to be a member. Don't to, have to be a member for right. any of that. Okay. Terrific. Yep. Michael Abrahams, the general manager and director of golf at the Pete Dye River Course. It's open to you. I mean, that's the one thing that I think that uh, I would want people to know is that, yes, memberships are available, but whether it's for golf, whether it's for dinner, uh, you don't have to be a member. That's right. Yeah, you don't. Uh, yeah, there's the misconception that you had to play to eat. Mm-hmm. No, we have. Uh, you know, we have Heron's Landing as a community kind of located right above us there, and we get a lot of visitors from the community that come down for dinner. Uh, we do Saturday night. Kids eat free. Uh, you know, so we do a whole bunch of stuff, and you know, you do not have to play. You do not have to be a member. You can just right. come in and and enjoy. You know, like our Super Bowl party. Just. Walk on in. Sure. And I know the website has all the information on membership, uh, dinner menus, everything like that. What's the website address, yep. it's, Michael? It's uh, com. Okay. Very simple. Pete Dye, D-Y-E for yep. Dye. Uh, anything we haven't talked about, Michael, that you wanted to mention about the, the River Course or the facilities out there? Anything that we haven't touched on? Uh, so, you know, as, as we are getting back into the season, I think we have this false sense today because it's so gorgeous outside, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I was giving a lesson this morning, and I was thinking about, I was like, we need to get the water coolers back on the golf course. And I looked at the next, like, seven-day, you know, forecast, and there's a couple of nights that big dip back down under sure. 32 degrees. So it's like, <laughs> eh, we're not quite there as much as we want to be. But right. um, we do have a really good instructional program. Uh, uh, Nick Boyer, he runs our Op 36 program, and uh, he's fantastic. And uh, anything from junior golf, uh, women lessons, you know, men's lessons, seniors, uh, there's group clinics, private lessons available. So between himself and myself, you know, we, right. we do the teaching primarily out there, um, you know, and we're more than happy to help any player of any skill level. If you're right. just starting and getting into the game or if you're the club champion or if you're, you know, gunning for higher accolades, you know, competing on state level or collegiate level, uh, you know, we, we're here to help anybody with their golf swing. Terrific. Terrific. There's a couple of things in this area that when you kind of step back, you, you go, I can't believe we have that in this area. And I think the Pete Dye River course is one of those absolutely gorgeous course, phenomenal. Even if you're not a golfer, to go out on that back deck with a beer or a glass of wine in your hand, you still get to enjoy that beautiful view. Yes, definitely. It's um, especially from outside of the, the golf shop window has a you know huge window that overlooks the river and mm-hmm. you know, the 18th hole. And a lot of times I'll just kind of have to pinch myself to say, like, this is my view. Like, this yeah. is my office. And right. any day, you know, I can go outside. I can play it. I can stand out there or have a you know meeting outside or whatever. Um, you know, but the facilities inside are phenomenal as well. And uh, it's just a very special to be and I'm very fortunate to be there. It is. Well, good luck with your uh, resolution to play more golf this year. <laughs> well, thank you. And I hope to see you out there myself. Indeed, indeed. Michael Abraham, General Manager, Director of Golf at the Pete Dyer River Course. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Business Spotlight on WRAD. This has been the NRV Business Spotlight on WRAD. If you missed any of today's program or any past program, find it online at WRADradio.com. And listen next Saturday morning at 11 for the next NRV Business Spotlight on the WRAD Talk Network.